to Future Proof, the marketing podcast from Said Business School, Oxford University, and Kantar, the data insights and consulting company. In each episode, we speak to industry leaders about the big issues in marketing, sharing evidence and inspiration for the future. Hello, my name is Walker Smith. I'm the Chief Knowledge Officer for Brand and Marketing with Kantar. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Tor. I'm Felipe Tomas, professor of marketing at Said Business School. I am joined today by Major Zhu, who is the Vice President of Corporate Brand at JD.com. So we're going to talk a little today about JD.com and its success and some of the lessons that we can all learn from how it's been able to achieve prominence uh, and growth in the marketplace, and particularly in light of the recent release of the Brand Z brand equity results, which have shown a great success with JD.com in building its value in the marketplace. So I think we might just start, uh, Major, if we could, by just getting you to describe JD.com a little bit for our listeners. They may not be uh, familiar with it, or they might benefit a little bit from learning some more about it. So could you just kind of kick us off with a little bit of an overview of the business? Thank you for having me and having me representing the company to be in this session. It's been an honor. JD, it's actually founded 20 years ago in China. It started as an offline retail, uh, selling mostly electronic goods, CDs actually starting. We went online in the last pandemic. We call it uh, SARS. That was in 2003. Yeah. And we went online then. And after 17 years, we have become one of the biggest e-commerce corporate among China and one of the biggest around the world as well. About three years ago, we actually entered into a strategic shift. We want to transform ourselves from just an e-commerce company to a supply chain, to a retail technology and service enterprise with a supply chain at its core. 
I'll be touching base on that. Why it's it sounds like a weird term, <laughs> quite hard to comprehend. <laughs> We've been analyzing our strength, and we also looking into the society change, the trends, and the future of industrial internet. That's our new position to the company. So we start from our e-commerce company, one of the leading ones in China and around the world. And we are now shifting to a new company, which will be facing a lot of to G to B business. We believe that's the second half of the internet business. Now, is this transformation and shift from what you were to a technology intelligence and service provider part of the success that took you like to this new placement within Brandzi and to like catapulting your brand upwards? Exactly. So one of the thing that's Jingdong different from the rest of the e-commerce company is we have been doing things in a heavy asset way. I don't know whether expression is correct. A lot of the company mm -hmm. believe in low assets because it's the internet nature. But we starting not as a platform, but as a retail company. Mostly do our business online. We do trading ourselves. We buy stuff. We sell stuff. We deal with our customers daily, and uh, we uh, do after sales service. We do fulfillment ourselves. For doing that, we build up a very comprehensive supply chain infrastructure around China. We have more than four thousand warehouses, big and small, across China. We basically cover ninety nine percent of the populations in China. Without the uh, fulfillments reach, and uh, uh, we promise twenty four hours delivery for ninety percent of the populations. So basically, most of China, if you order things online from Jingdong, and uh, you will get the delivery within twenty four hours. Most of the ninety percent of the population. That's how we do things differently. Usually, e commerce company using outside service, third party service to deliver stuff. But we built the whole thing ourselves, and through actual trading with the real customers daily, we accumulated all the data and knowledge and insights. That's where our intelligence come from. That's why now with the strategic shift, we are trying to. We used to call ourselves integrated e-commerce. It's like we do everything from the head to toe, but now we call ourselves integrated opening.、Uh, means we gonna. Center stage our abilities and our infrastructures. Sell them to to all the retailers that need our services to free them from supply chain hassles and also increase the productivity. That's how we see ourselves. That's our growth engine in future. You know, Major. When we look at our most recent Brand Z results at Cantor, we see that. Your brand, and by our measures, grew its brand value 24% in the past year, which is quite impressive. A much more valuable brand, a much more valuable business. I think our listeners would be interested in hearing you talk just a little bit about how you think about the role of brand at JD.com. You know, you've talked a little bit about 
your logistics and how you've grown your business technologically, but it does seem like brand is also at the center of a lot of your thinking about your strategy in the marketplace. First of all, we are very happy that our efforts have been recognized and brand value has been increased significantly. It is right that in the past year, we've achieved quite a significant growth in both our GMVs and our new acquired customers and our revenues as well. I think branding takes also a very important role, although we think there's a lot more to improve. I think in the current business world, it's a changed communication world or branding world. When we say branding, it used to mean how you talk to consumers. But today, I think the world is more about how you deliver, not just by talking, but about creating experiences. It's like an open platform, a new media world. Everybody is a media. They can say what they want to say about a brand. So to create a better experience and your better product and service and technology that allows people to talk good things about you is more effective than place a lot of advertising. I came from an advertising background. I, I always believed in one. Uh, There's one thing, if I you can call it some motto, is believability is the hardest thing to do in branding. You can say whatever you want, but <laughs> it's really up to people to believe it or not. So I think experiences speaks much better than words. So companies today, you need to take actions better. That's why I think the way the business has been built, giving us an edge is we can control the holistic experience delivered to the customers. So I think the most thing we do in the past year, we did in the past year is not like shooting beautiful commercials. Of course we did as well, but the thing is, I think marketing is now playing a very active role on the upper stream to help to guide, use our data insights, use our knowledges and intelligence to guide our product and service and technology department to refine their product and, and service and experience design so that people get better experience with the brand. That's why I think the brand value has been increased in past years. The role of the marketing and branding department here in Jingdong is transcendent. It's much more than, you know, doing good communication works, doing good ads. It's, it's more about helping to better experiences. So we are going much upper stream, much ahead. We're not like taking breeze from our product department says, okay, we have this product, try to say good things about it. What we do is now is helping our product and experience departments is, these are the insights. I think these are the tensions are met. So what can we do about it? Uh, can make our products and service experience much better than anyone else in the market. I think that's what the branding is here in this company and why it's taking a much important role. From what you're describing, you're leveraging a, an asset that your company is very well known for in, in consumer knowledge, right? It's the combination of transactional data, social media data, and just a tremendous amount of understanding of the consumer to create these experiences. Do you have any best learnings or anything that's come up that you said, okay, this is the best way to use insight or knowledge to be able to create experiences? especially for a company that operates at the scale that you do, right? It might be relatively easy for somebody that has a very small footprint, but for a massive company with 
massive amounts of customers. How do you manage that heterogeneity of information and desires and experiences that you're delivering? We've been keep modifying. Retail is about details. One of the things that we do is we work with, very closely with the retail department that's to dig into, you know, small behavior changes or insights. One of the things is we call broadcast retailing. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Is about having opinion leaders setting up a broadcasting room, a video broadcasting room, and interacting with the audience at the same time selling stuff. It starts with insight about what retail really is. Retail is about buying stuff that I need physically, but also at the same time is experience. Usually there's a word called window shopping. A lot of people are going on streets not doing any actual shoppings, but going through windows. Uh, that's one of the experience they're get, getting and that satisfied them emotionally as well. But online, we discovered this, this need uh, inside of people at the same time. People are doing a lot more online shopping today, but the online shopping experience is more just about get online, flip the pages and put things on account just to buy stuff. And uh, broadcasting retail is about we understand at the same time, people need to interact and being feel a companion. Actually have companies, people who not necessarily to be a friend, but to be a people you trust, uh, people you want to talk to and interact with, talking about things he's familiar with and he's has expertise with, but I also need it. I'm looking for something. So that's some of the insights opened up a new territory and now it's becoming growing into a very big trend and uh, there's a lot of people adopting this theory as well so this is one of the thing on the to c side to b side uh, i'll give you an example this is still to be realized but it's in the planning stage i got clarence to share is we're now becoming the holistic the total solution provider for the new beijing airport on this supply chain territory one of the thing, I think it's a, it's a very simple insight is about people traveling with luggage and it's always been a hassle. People want to be traveling worry-free and not carrying too many stuff. So one of the project now is in the future, if you depart from Beijing airport, traveling around China, we're not expanding this to multiple cities of China is uh, you don't have to carry luggage, you don't have to check in, and you don't even need to claim it, hand carry it to a hotel. 
anymore. We have this online service where you book the ticket, you know, you tick the box and people come to your place and, and get your luggage and send it to airport and check in for you and take it from the airport and deliver to your destination. So in the future, if you leave Beijing airport to somewhere else that the, the service is available, you don't need, even need to carry luggages. That's how we use our abilities and our infrastructures and our insights to make life easier for individuals, but also probably give you examples later on how we improve the productivity on the B side and G side. So these are the things, how we use our abilities, our central, our core advantages to make things better, make uh, experience better for customers. It's very interesting uh, as you're talking about what you're doing with the Beijing airport. It might perhaps be a little unique for the marketplace in China, the kind of thing that you're doing, but perhaps not. I, I think our listeners would be interested a little bit in, in thinking some about the differences between, say, Chinese retail and, and the retail landscape in other markets. And of course, you've been expanding into other markets. So how do you see the contrast between these markets and, and what might be some of the lessons in China that are applicable in other markets around the world? Well, we are still exploring that territory. We had our retail operation available in Southeast Asia since 2016. They'll be most retail-oriented. We are actually studying and are starting our operation in Europe and uh, it will be mostly technology and service oriented, focusing on the supply chain solutions territory. And it's going to be, for us, I, I think there are a few things uh, very important for a Chinese brand to go overseas, to go abroad. One is truly, truly respect the culture, the value, the life of the markets, uh, uh, the customer and the life and the society that you, you're going to into there, uh, really dive into the local needs and trying to fulfill that. And also being a good citizen, giving back to the society to solve problems and giving help as well. I think what we have is established knowledge system or intelligence system that can be used, but if it doesn't serve the local community it doesn't serve a good purpose it won't work anywhere so we are still exploring on the technical side we already have some business contracted in, in europe helping local retailers do their warehouse management because jingdong has this ai and robot systems that's already in place that's i think the the efficiency level the productivity level is higher much higher than average industry i think one of the key thing is to learn and understand about the local market and really serve the local community i think that's on the technical side i i, I don't think i have too much to share yet but i think that that's the very important brand approach is about being local, being the community that you're going to enter in. Well, let me pick on the flip side of that question, right? Because you, you'd have a unique insight as a Chinese brand expanding outwards. What about a foreign brand going into China? Would you say then we have the same lessons in general of, about community? Or is there anything more specific that those brands would need to worry about? I think that's probably, the, theoretically, I, I think it applies to everyone 
<laughs> this world has been. Uh, we are said that there's a division. Is the uh, currently uh, it's a hot word that, that we we've seen divisions, you know, around the world. I think one of the things is to trying to understand each other, but I think the other thing about foreign brand entering China is China is. Quite a difficult market. It's a、uh, very fast pacing, and、uh, the whole society is very hungry, very business oriented. We move really, really fast, trying to get ahead. I think the market itself is still to be matured. Is still at the beginning stage, at, the, at quite sometimes unbalanced. I think、mm-hmm. for foreign brands entering China, we need to understand the different stage of development of the market. So really, really dig into the local insights and fulfilling the local needs. I, I think if we say five years or ten years, we think is a is a long time. But if you put it into historical map, it's still a small amount of time. I think my <laughs> my. Point of view is actually being yourself is actually very important as well, and I think one of the things, to be honest, there's not many renowned brands, renowned Chinese brands around the world, or respect even loved brands around China,、uh, around the world. I think there's these are the territories we Chinese brands need to grow and need to learn and need to be more, be more human centric, be more understanding. But at the same time, I think. We always admired foreign brands coming to China. Their their histories, their their way of doing things, their unique way of looking at that themselves and looking at the world. I think being yourself is actually it's very important. But also catching the trend. I think I'm not trying to advertise ourselves here. Is there are a lot of things in China are different? For instance, Jingdong, the things Jingdong did here. May not be able to apply to the rest of the world because the different, you know,、uh, labor cost and stuff. Leave those things to local companies, to local solution providers, because they have all the infrastructures infrastructure built. I think this one thing. I think China needs to learn a lot from the rest of the world, from the, the renowned brands around the world. It's the creativity, is the way that inspires. So. I think the the mission for us is to one of the mission for us to be to G is leave those things those hassles these troubles and these hard to deal with things to the local experts those ones who can provide you worry free experiences focusing on creating things focusing on. You know innovations, and、uh, I think that's that's one of the thing I can say about foreign brands entering China. I I, I mean, if you spend a little time here, you, you, you can see Chinese people is very open to the foreign brands, especially you know for those creative driven brands, those brands who inspires not just by putting on good ads, but their products, their designs, and the, the, the experience that they provide is superb.、Uh, I think. Being yourself, being creative, leading and inspiring is, as I see, will be the long-term winning strategy for any brands coming to China. So I I understand they're little, you know, difficult for foreign brands coming to China, getting used to how fast-paced it is. I think the the way of doing things is. Not try to do everything by yourself, but trying to unify, collaborate with 
local companies together, we probably can build you know brighter business future. Well, Major, we're running out of time. It's been a very interesting conversation, but I think before we let you get away, we would love to benefit a little bit from some of the learnings that JD.com has about serving consumers during this pandemic that we're facing right now. Your brand went online during a prior pandemic. You've been very successful during this pandemic. If there are any kind of takeaways about serving customers during this coronavirus pandemic, what would some of those takeaways be for brands around the world? I think the pandemic caught everybody off guard. We didn't prepare for it, but I think the system and ability we have created reacted to it in a surprising way that we didn't even anticipate it. For instance, before the Wuhan breakout, that was January the 20th, about a month prior to that, the system monitored unusual, extraordinary change. There are a lot of mask and antibacterial products flowing into the market. We, our system monitored that. We didn't know why, but the system actually responded automatically. Actually, our system is highly intelligent, so it actually transfers commodity flows so transfers a lot of masks and certain products to, to the Wuhan territory prior to the announcements of the pandemic, of the lockdown. So that's one of the things that uh, impressed us. We then find out why it happened. And also because of our insights and knowledge about the consumers and the market and needs and trends and how it works, usually we place products, goods to our frontier warehouses, like two months, even three months prior to time. So when the pandemic is there, every city is locked down. Things that people's life depend on is already at the frontier. So for us, it's two, still like a five mile delivery issue. So during this pandemic, Jingdong can, most of the t areas, we still can fulfill that promise that 24 hours delivery, because to us, it's not like a, a intercities or interprovinces to the local delivery. So people see Jingdong as the lifeline during the pandemic is because we knew, we predicted, and uh, we already prepared. And so that's how it worked. And then after the pandemic, the government realized the ability of Jingdong. So we are now being the company appointed by the government as so-called emergency reaction supply chain solution provider as the Chinese government. So in the future, they will coming to us for consultancy, for, for solutions, for services, and for technology in the future. Now it's official already. listening to Future Proof. For all episodes and more information, visit Kantar.com or OxfordFutureOfMarketing.com. Please leave us a rating and a review and subscribe within your podcast app so you know when new episodes are released. Thank you.